welcome back to Blue Skies and Green Pastures. I'm doing another episode already. It's June 22nd, 2023, and today we're going to learn about morals as evidence for God's existence. Besides the existence of the universe itself and everything in it, one of the best arguments for the existence of a creator, God, is that people have moral consciences. In other words, the fact that we all agree that there is such a thing as right and wrong is argued to be proof that we must have received this knowledge from someone who also believes in right and wrong, such as God. Now, this argument does not prove which belief about God is correct, which religion is right, only that a God, a creator, must exist, and that we are somehow connected to him through this moral conscience. So this is just a starting point for faith, not the end point, which is, of course, Jesus. Now, one interesting proof for this argument is the discovery over time of different sets of laws in multiple civilizations and different historical periods. For example, the Code of Hammurabi. This was a code of laws that was written prior to the Mosaic Law and um, in Babylonian times, and it has some noted similarities. Uh, Some of the wording is very similar, but the differences are even greater. So the Code of Hammurabi is more of a legal code of how how people could get along in a civil society. And the Mosaic Law, starting with the Ten Commandments, also includes laws about how to treat other people, but it also includes many spiritual rules, expectations, and prohibitions relating to how the Israelites were to worship God and live in order to stay in a right relationship with God. And of course, it also included the sacrificial system of sacrifices that they had to do and all kinds of festivals and feast days and, you know, cleanliness, all kinds of things so that they could be clean when they went to worship God and offer their sacrifices. So there are also many other ancient sets of laws that I'm not going to go into here, um, but you can read about them on gotquestions.org, a great source of information about the Bible. Um, These, the existence of these similar laws should not make us think that Moses copied the Code of Hammurabi Rather, these laws should be a clue that God himself put his law in the hearts of humans. In other words, if so many people came up with so many similar laws in different parts of the world, different eras of time, there must have been a common source for all of these laws. And that 
source must have been God. Because obviously, if you go way back, there was no media, there was, you know, people weren't traveling all over the world at that time. Um, this was this was something that God put into the hearts of people. And because of this, no person is guiltless before God. Because we know in our hearts that there is such a thing as right and wrong. Now these different codes were laws that were written down by the rulers of people who worshipped pagan gods. So they were not Talk, they were not worshiping the Hebrew God, the Christian God. They were worshiping their own gods. And yet, they still had the same types of morals. And I would say that this moral conscience is proof that humans were made by a moral God. And the Bible, that's exactly what the Bible teaches us, that God made man in his own image. So it makes perfect sense that we would find these moral codes for behavior in all people. So even though humans are not perfect, we cannot escape our consciences without some effort. And yes, there's a few people that seem to be born without a conscience, and those people are really scary. But unless you're one of the very small number of psychopaths in the world, uh, most people do have some amount of guilt, even if they are able to uh, silence those thoughts through various, uh, you know, using drugs or blaming, blaming their feelings on other people or, you know, it it just doesn't come natural to have no conscience. The, the natural state is to have a conscience, which is why even atheists are not just totally horrible people, because they have a conscience. So even people who claim that there's no God, like atheists, or or people who believe that everything is God, or all the various different cults and beliefs that exist apart from Christianity or Judaism or more, you know, mainstream religions, even those people have similar beliefs about the most basic things such as stealing, killing, lying, cheating in business, and the vast majority of people are against adultery, at least, you know, without consent. So almost no one is going to say that it's fine to kill people or that you can just walk into a store and take stuff without paying for it. Now, some people may defend that type of behavior with various justifications. In other words, you know, I can do this because I have been wronged, so I'm just getting my revenge. But, of course, the Bible says that revenge is wrong. But some people defend that, be, that you know, they think they're getting justice. And that's where people go wrong is justice belongs to God alone. 
So, for example, some people defend the practice of abortion because they state, well, the mother's life is more important than the fetus. So they, they're still using a moral um, justification. They're just using it to defend the right of the mother. Or some people might say that, you know, looting a store is okay if it's done by people who have been wronged by capitalism. So, in other words, even those people wouldn't say that it's always okay to kill children or that it's always okay to steal from stores. They're just making up new rules to justify what they would normally consider to be wrong. And there's even a code among thieves where, um, you know, a group of criminals might be committing all kinds of crimes that are wrong, but they would, they would consider it wrong to do that within their own group. So, to me, this is very good evidence for the existence of a moral creator. And it is one reason that most people who reject religion still believe in some kind of God. They might say they're agnostic or, well, there probably is a God, but he doesn't really interact with us. It's, it's because they know in their heart that there is a God. Now, the idea, so let's talk about evolution. If... If we are simply products of random evolution, physical, you know, our body simply evolved from atoms and a single cell and became, you know, more and more complex over time, undirected evolution. You know, I realize that some Christians believe that creation was a progressive slow process. So it doesn't matter. The difference is, do you believe that God made humans either quickly or instantly or slowly? If if you believe that there is no God and that humans are just a random creation of randomness, okay? There is no cause of human life. If you believe that, and you believe in Darwin's theory of natural selection, which is that the the traits, the genetic traits that make uh, someone stronger and survive better will persist, and the other traits will be uh, discarded throughout genetic history, if you believe in that, and if you believe in the, you know, survival of the fittest, you would either believe in two different outcomes. One would be that a, a human would survive that would be extremely aggressive and violent and would survive based on their lack of a conscience, they would just kill and take 
what they want. And all people would be like that. They would be very strong and very aggressive. And it would just be extremely violent type of world. Or you, if you could say, well, then everyone would just end up killing each other. So that wouldn't be, uh, you know, that wouldn't be a good way to evolve. So you could say that instead that people would, would evolve into being highly intelligent and perfectly cooperative in a utopian society. And obviously that is not the case. And I think that while we do have, you know, we do see some um, improvement in the world, I think that that is more likely because of Jesus. In other words, if Jesus had not brought light into the world, which he did, um, people probably would have ended up destroying themselves because the world was a violent place. The world was violent and selfish and morals were not enough, in other words. So what we needed was a savior and we needed people, we needed our hearts to be changed so that we could actually love other people the way God loves us. So we see more altruism, more compassion, and like taking care of the helpless, which if we were truly living by the natural selection, we would not take care of the helpless. We would let them die, but we don't do that. That's because we know in our hearts that that's wrong, which, you know, so we are literally going against evolution. We are preserving the weak. Of course, uh, you know, the eugenics of science, the, you know, the science of eugenics did not, <laughs> did not like that. But most of us think that eugenics is wrong. And, and so the people who believe in eugenics have had to go, you know, underground. It still exists very much. Um, but the rest of us, we know in our hearts that it's wrong to just, you know, try to eliminate the weak in the way that they were sterilizing people. And, you know, if, if you think that eugenics is okay, then that means that you agree with Hitler, and most of us do not agree with Hitler. We're not even allowed to talk about that on Facebook. That's how, you know, uh, tasteless it is because it's immoral. So, but it is important, though, to distinguish between morals and faith. Morals are helpful and good as far as they go. But even people without faith can have morals. But the Bible says that the penalty of sin is death and all and that all have sinned and that salvation is by faith alone in Christ alone, not good works. So even if we are very moral people and we and we follow all the 10 commandments and all of the Mosaic law, we still need Jesus. 
And the fact is, none of us can follow all of those laws. Because like Jesus said, that the Ten Commandments says that thou shalt not kill. But Jesus said that even hating someone or calling them a name was equal to murder. And that he said that the Ten Commandments say that adultery, cheating on your spouse, is wrong. But he said even having lust in your heart was worth the death penalty. So Jesus was telling us that those laws were not just rules for outward behavior. They were rules for what's in our hearts and in our thoughts. And all of us struggle with evil thoughts and evil intentions and evil motives No matter how hard we try, we just can't be perfect. That's why we needed our Savior, Jesus, to save us. And he did that when he died on the cross and was resurrected. So what do you think? Do the existence of morals in all societies and even in atheists point to a creator? And... Do you think that there is any other explanation for why people have morals? And do you think that um, evolution would evolve, that morals would evolve with evolution? I don't. So thanks for listening to Blue Skies and Green Pastures. I would really love to have some input from y'all. So if you want to send me your input, you can go on my blog blueskiesandgreenpastures.com and you can leave your comments right there on the post that is going to be called Morals as Evidence for God's Existence and uh, you can just comment right there on my blog and I would just really love that and also if you listen on Apple Podcasts could you please leave me a review and a rating because I really don't get very many uh, listeners and I think one of the reasons is I don't have a lot of reviews so if you're enjoying my podcast please take a moment to figure out how to do it I know it's kind of confusing but just go to the main uh, the main podcast page on Apple Podcasts and just keep scrolling down until you find it on the app keep scrolling down to the bottom until you can find where it says leave a review. I would really appreciate it. All right. So God bless you. And I hope that you will put your faith in Jesus today. Bye-bye.